Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 1, Arjuna Vishada Yoga, Yoga of Arjuna's Grief, as we had discussed before. That this is a chapter which gives us the context for the dialogue between Arjuna and Krishna. We have seen that Bhagavad Gita is part of the Prasthanatrayi, one of the three legs of our philosophy, the Upanishads, Brahma Sutra, and Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita has a unique place, as we have discussed, that it is not only a Shruti because it reveals the Brahma Vidya, but it is also applicable for a day-to-day living, a social order. Therefore, it is also considered Smruti. So, in that context, we are seeing this chapter 1 as the study in comparison of how different people react to the same situation. So we started this Bhagavad Gita with Dhritarashtra's query to Sanjaya. What's happening at the battlefield? Dharmakshetra, Kurukshetra. Mamakaha Pandavaschen. The very first thing we notice is how Dhritarashtra is thinking. This world is divided into mine and yours. Mine and rest of the world. Mamakaha. Mine and Pandavas. So this is the one issue which we deal with in philosophy, that in our Advait philosophy, the root cause of all of our problems is the duality. This duality which I have is I as an island by myself, and then the world is out there, creates this friction between I and the world. So the very first indication, the first word is where we stand in this. We are in the Dhritarashtra Sthiti. We see this world as I, mine, and rest. And then, as we further go into the chapter, we see Sanjaya's narration. Sanjaya starts his narration with what is Duryodhan doing. So we are seeing now the world from Duryodhan's perspective. Same situation, the two armies are facing each other, war is about to be started, we all know the background of why they are there. Very elaborately the Mahabharata describes what happened before we came to this point of two armies facing each other. Now Duryodhana is looking at the situation. He sees the situation from a very different perspective. He sees from a perspective whether the winnable or not winnable. Am I in a winning position or am I in a losing position? The same situation, as we say further in the chapter, Arjuna looks at it very differently. He looks at it as whether it is right or wrong to be here. So it gives us various perspectives how we look at our lives. When we face any situation, depending on my own mental condition, we look at the situation that way. Swami used to say, the scriptures are nothing but the mirror of our mind. 
Every time we read the scriptures, we see our own reflection in it. So, we have seen that Sanjay first says that, looking at the Pandava's army, Raja Duryodhan went to Drona and told him thus. And then he discovered what he told Drona. First of all, as we know, the commander-in-chief on Kaurava's side was Bhishma. Pandava's side was Drashtadhumna, Drupad's son. So if Duryodhan had to go to anybody, if he had any question, doubt or explanation, he should have gone to Bhishma. So let's make sure that we are in a winning position. But instead of that, he goes to Drona, who was his teacher. That's because it seems he felt that here is a soft spot. Drona is as powerful as Bhishma and Arjuna in terms of his prowess in warfare. But he knew that he has a soft spot for his students. Every teacher has a soft spot for his or her best student. Arjuna was Drona's best student. Not only that, all other people who are the great warriors on the other side of Drona's student. So he is now questioning whether he will be at his best when Drona fights this war. So it seems therefore he goes to Drona and tells him, look at the army on the Pandava side, how well arranged it is, commanded by an able commander like Dhrushtadhyumna, your wise student. And then he says, all of them are your students. So be careful. They know as much as you know, or you are the one who trained them. So we have seen in the first six verses, he described who are on the Pandava side. Then the next six verses, he described who are on our side. But now he is putting it in a way which seems slightly odd. That he says, Asmakam tu visistaye tani bodha dvijottama. He addresses Drona as Dvijottama, best among Brahmins. He is not here as a Brahmin. Here he is a warrior. And Drona, even though he was born a Brahmin, spent his life in the art of warfare. And he is the greatest teacher. This is why Bhishma actually replaced Kripacharya, who was supposed to be the Rajguru. But he realized that Drona is a better teacher for his grandchildren all Kauravas and Pandavas. So Drona was the best. But here Duryodhana goes to him and says, oh, best among the Brahmin. It seems like a compliment, but it's a backhanded compliment. They look, at the end of the day, you're a Brahmin. And a Brahmin are known to be softer. You know, They can't tolerate physical or mental torture or agonies. There's a story in Mahabharata Karna goes to Parshuram and he wanted to learn, but he goes as a Brahmin because Parshuram don't teach anybody else but Brahmins. Because Parshuram has taken vow that I'll wipe out all Kshatriyas from this planet. So Karna disguised himself as Brahmin. And it went well. He started learning, but one day the Brahmar was biting Karna's thigh and it started bleeding. His teacher was sleeping with his head on Karna's lap. The blood starts going under Parshuram's head so he feels this hot blood and he wakes up and he realizes that what happened and he said you are not a Brahmin you cannot be a Brahmin if you can tolerate that much pain without moving you are not a Brahmin so you lied to me as we see from this story that Brahmins are known to be softer you are Dvijottam after a soft person so I want you to see Asmakam tu Visistai so be aware 
that even outside the warriors are not ordinary warriors they are visistha they are special they are better than normal nayaka mama sainyasya the leaders in my army see the words use the mama mamakaha on one side that is the root cause of my problems nayaka mama sainyasya sangnartham tan brabhimite i am going to enumerate who are the special leaders in our army and there is no reason whatsoever for drona to know any of this he already knew it was not drona's even business to worry about he had his own position and his duties bisma was the one who had to worry about who is where but he is telling drona he seemed suffering from anxiety whether this war is winnable or not and he is getting a little worried so this is what happened when we go for presentation for our proposal we have submitted and we know there are three national firms we are competing against then we start looking what are our strong points look we our strong points is we are local then we are this and we are that this shows our anxiety how are we going to win this thing when we are fighting a battle against mightier competitor so here he is enumerating who are on my side to drona which shows his anxiety whether the war is winnable or not even though he had the larger army than the pandava it also tells us that acquiring accomplishing more thing will not make me more secure which is what how we live our life more i'll acquire more secure i will be larger the bank balance i have more my retirement will be secured it's actually other way around more i acquire and accomplish more unsecure i become because my expectations from life becomes more and more more i start relying on my accomplishments and my achievements i see long way to go to be perfect what can i do so i was talking to my investment advisors what is the guarantee that you will be able to protect my nest egg 20 years from now well anil there are no guarantees now if i never had that much money to worry about 20 years from now who worries whatever it is but because i at least something that i worry about so more i acquire more insecure i become that's the lesson we learn from this so he's now insecure and now he say i'm going to enumerate what are our assets these are our assets what is our liability our liability is all your students on the other side but at the same token our assets bhavan starting with you you are one of my assets you know bhavan bismascha and also bisma karna krupascha samatinjaya samaj points out that he adds an adjective to krupacharya samatinjaya victorious dronacharya knew who krupacharya is he was his brother in law you know replaced by him as a teacher by bhishma now duryodhan is telling him he is the victorious one victorious krupacharya is on our side it shows his anxieties and worry and trying to make dronacharya be more loyal and faithful to him aswatthama his son he knew aswatthama vikarnascha somadatta tatha evacha so he enumerated this people starting from you he wanted to make him feel like you are important 
just make sure that your loyalty is not divided between Pandavas and us because your students are there, your best student is on the other side, but I consider you as my asset. Then he continues and says, Anyacha bahavaha suraha madarthe tyakta jivitaha There are many others, great warriors, they are willing to give their lives for me. So it's all about me. You can see in these verses, there's more mama in it than anything else. He is not describing anything which is of value to Drona. He is not describing any strategy. Let's, let's make sure that we all understood what our game plan is. But he's just simply saying, look how we are in a better situation because I am at the center of this and everybody is fighting for me. They are ready to give their lives for me. Nana sastra prahananaha sarve yuddha visharadaha. They are all expert in weapons of various kinds and missiles. Something which you throw is a prahananaha. Aparyaptam. So this verse is somewhat of a value to understand. Aparyaptam tad asmakam balam bismabiraksitam. Paryaptam tvidam etesham. Balam Bhima Biraksitam. Now he gives his conclusion. After evaluating who is on Pandava's side, who is on our side, what is our situation? Is our situation is so there are two interpretations Swamiji mentions here that Aparyaptam Tad Asmakam Balam Bhisma Biraksitam. Our strength, our army seems Aparyaptam. So one interpretation unlimited, because so huge, you know, is protected by Bhishma. Seems plenty. Pariyaptam tvidam etesam balam bhima biraksitam. And it seemed like the army protected by Bhima. I'm not exactly sure why not Drashtadumna or Arjuna, but Bhima. The simple thing I can think of is Duryodhan's direct competition is Bhima, because both were Gada warriors. Bhima is someone to be worried about. So you think that this army protected by Bhima is pariyaptam, is limited. It's not large enough. So let's not worry. So we are in a winning situation. Everyone who reads Bhagavad Gita comes up with his own interpretation. So whether Bhagavad Gita teaches us the Advaita philosophy or Advaita philosophy or Vishistha Advaita philosophy, it depending on which Acharya you follow. All of them looked at Bhagavad Gita and came up with a conclusion it teaches them. Even though Dhyana Shloka, whoever wrote it, says, Advaita Amruta Varshinim, Astadasa Dvayinim, clearly says it is showerer of the Advaita philosophy, the blessings of Advaita philosophy. But still, we have Visistha Advaita and Dvaita interpretation of Bhagavad Gita. So, here, one way to look at it, if he feels this is a winnable situation, he will say, we have unlimited army. Eleven Akshoni Sena. They only seven. Seven eleven. You know, this is where the seven eleven comes. <laughs> it's a perfect combination. Seven plus eleven makes eighteen. Eighteen looks like a magic number. So that's why seven eleven is so successful. Aparya, <laughs> it seems insufficient. Aparya, the not enough. Our army protected by Bhishma. For whatever reason, it seemed like that we still don't have enough. If we had all 18 of 
Akshon is an oversight, then it's a winnable situation. They have nothing, we have all of them. Or maybe the ratio may be different, that they have only two Akshon, we have 16, then it's a winnable. Then it's a guaranteed, we'll win it. So if we have all 18 Akshon in my side, then it was enough. We are going to win, no problem. But he said, it seems limited, because we have only 11, they have 7. Who knows what can happen? Pariyaptam tvidam tesam balam bhima viraksitam. And it seems that even though they have smaller, but it seems sufficient for them to win this war. So we can see it from whichever way you look at it, it seems anxiety. One way I think it's a winnable, other way I said it may be questionable. So that shows our mind which is not coming to a conclusion what situation I am in right now. When we face a situation, and unless our goal is other than winning or losing, we'll be always unstable. The next verse says, Ayaneshu cha sarveshu yatha bhagam avasthita bismam eva abhiraksantu bhavantaha sarve evahi. Now he comes to his strategy. He is telling his own teacher, who he knows is greater warrior and expert in warfare than him. He also knows that Bhishma and Drona, they have coordinated what needs to be done. But he says, so now therefore, I am telling you as the king, all of you are stationed in various divisions, just focus on protecting Bhishma. Bhishma was invincible. He had his own boon of Ichamrat. He cannot be killed unless he wanted to die. He is saying all of you now protect Bhishma. Simply because one way to see it, he knew that as long as Bhishma is there, Hastinapur's throne is protected. Because Bhishma had this vow that all my life I'll protect Hastinapur's throne. Whoever is sitting on it, doesn't matter. Therefore, Bhishma is on that side. As long as Bhishma is there, we don't have to worry about losing this war. Therefore, all of you, don't do anything else, just protect Bhishma. So we have this trump card, which is Bhishma. Just protect him. That's his narrow focus on how to win this war. We know that Duryodhan was unstable. Tataha Sanjayan Harsham Kuru Buddha Pitamaha. The eldest of the Kuru, Bhishma is considered the head of the family of Kauravas. He was the grandfather of all Kauravas and Pandavas. Swamiji, in his footnote, says there was another person who was actually older than Bhishma, Santanu's younger brother, Bahalika. But he is not mentioned here because Bhishma is the head of the family. And he was basically managing the family. So therefore, Kuru Bruddha, eldest of Kauravas, and Pitama, he is also grandfather of all the children. Tasya there, listening to Duryodhan's narration to Drona, what's happening, he realized that this guy is unstable now. And if I let it go for a long time, it will create more problems than helping him. Siham nadam vinidyo chehi sankham dadmo pratapavan. He blew his great conch so that he is out of that situation of telling Drona what to do and keep thinking about is this a winnable war or not. Well, let's get it done. So we'll know whether it's winnable or not. See, blows his conch. This is the declaration of war. So from historical perspective, Kaurava started the war 
because they declared the war. Bhishma declared the war by blowing his own conch. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om